What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for March 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Let's start with today's Philly Sports Women History Month spotlight. Today, we're going to spotlight Kristen Ace Clement. She is a Broomall native who went to Cardinal O'Hara. She's a three-time Catholic, three-time Catholic League champion. Uh, she had the Delco, and I don't know because I'm not from Delco, don't really know much about Delco sports, but she did have the Delco County record for points. Um, I'm pretty sure that still stands, um, but not 100% sure. She went on to play basketball Tennessee for Pat Summit. That 1998 team that she was on went 39-0 and and won the national championship. She was drafted in the fourth round of the 01 WNBA draft by the Houston Comets. Uh, she's now the director or now a director with Kids Across America. It's a sports ministry nonprofit organization that runs sports camps that incorporates the arts and helps children in urban areas. So pretty impressive uh, job for her to have. I did see, too, she has a daughter that is going to Tennessee uh, to play soccer, so she definitely got her athletic jings. I think her husband as well played uh, college football. But uh, she's inspired countless number of girls in this area, including my wife. My, my wife, Abby, uh, part of – she was a good basketball player in high school um, and really was inspired to do better by her. Uh, she always kind of had a dream to go to Tennessee – all because of her. So, like, if my wife is doing that, who knows how many other young girls in this area were inspired by her. She would go and, and work with girls at camps and, and things like that. So, shout out to you, Kristen Clement. Uh, she also happened to go to high school with a good friend of mine from, from college as well. So, uh, have that connection too. But today's Philly Sports Women's History Month spotlight, Kristen Ace Clement. One of the best to ever do it in Delco and in the whole surrounding area and has inspired probably hundreds, if not thousands of girls in this area to play basketball. So thank you for that. All right. Sixers update. Another good win. They just thumped the the Pacers last night and basically there was no James Harden. No problem. They uh, Maxie had 31. Joe had 31, and can somebody just explain to me right now why he or how he is not the MVP? Um, I mean, nine straight 30-point games. Uh, he just goes out there, and, like, he's doing it, and I've read, like, the only person that has done this uh, or even been close to this was LeBron. He's going out there, he's scoring 30-plus, but shooting over 55%. So it's not like he's chucking up 50 shots a game and scoring 30 points like he's doing it very efficiently so i don't know somebody explain to me how Embiid is not the mvp and i'm sure the analytical guys will say well you know listen i see my eye test he is and when they played one-on-one they have a game coming up uh i think next week uh on this road trip where they're they're going out to denver but when they were head to head to head Embiid dominated Jokic. So I, somebody explain to me. Make it make sense, as they like to say. Uh, but they did move into second, a second-place tie now with Boston. The Sixers still have the same amount of losses. They now have more wins. So they have technically a higher winning percentage. So let's just keep that rolling. And I like what I'm seeing. And I mean, I'm going to knock on wood because it seems like, again, I said we want to make sure we stay healthy and don't get some stupid injury. But 
They're, Doc's doing his thing. The bench is doing his thing. The rotations are playing out well. So this team has that look. And I told you they were talking about it in Mexico. They were getting set up for the 0 for 4. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I can take that. But let's keep it rolling. Union lost last night 3-2 to to Montreal. Uh, it's still early in their season, so I don't think it's necessarily anything to to start stressing about. Flyers lost five to four in overtime. They're right in that bunch of uh, right in that pack. So let's hope that they can kind of drop down a few more spots again. I've been preaching this since the beginning of the season. I want one of those top three picks, and I, I'm feeling good. <sighs> feeling good. All right, Phillies update. Bryce Harper, I, I read, was starting to swing. He's like on an every other day with soft toss. He's close, they said, to being able to take batting practice. Uh, still doesn't want to put a timeline on it, but I feel as though nobody's saying this. He's ahead of where I think they expected him to, expected him to be, which is good. Um, make sure next week you tune in to Back to the Future. We'll do our Phillies preview. Um not doing anything this morning when you're having your coffee, go check out Back to the Future's last episode on Eagles Free Agency and go over the best and worst free agent signings of all time anywhere you get your podcast that's Back to the Future with a PH. All right, speaking of the Eagles, still no word on C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And from what I'm reading, I think at this point, we're so far into free, agent now, free agency now that what's happening, they think, is... <clears throat> Excuse me. He's overshot the market for him, and he's just asking for too much money, which could play right into the Eagles. With all right, you come back, sign another one year, prove it deal, and see if you can get your money from there. And I, I think it could be cost effective for them. So I do think the longer that this goes without him being signed, the better the chance is that he comes back. And signs with the Eagles. Uh, and basically the only two teams that really are showing interest right now are Denver and the Eagles. I know Cincinnati was involved, but I think his price was a little too high. And the only reason I think Denver is being mentioned is because of the the Sean Payton con- connection, who actually was the one that I think drafted him. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Like I said, I feel the longer it goes, the better it is that he's coming back to the Eagles. Jalen Mills is still floating out there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back for some veteran leadership. He can play a little safety. Um, I did also see that Isaac Selimao left. He's going to Pittsburgh. He signed a three-year deal there, but that's what we have on the Eagles currently. All right, it is March Madness. We're going to go back today to the year 2000. And one of my most devastating losses ever. The number five ranked and second seeded Temple Owls lost to Seton Hall 67-65 in overtime. That's the Ty Shine game. Shaheen Holloway hurt his ankle. Ty Shine comes off the bench and shoots seven for 11 for th- from three points and um, scores 26 points. Um, Sammy Dallenberg from the Sixers was on that team. And it, it just was an overall shitty performance by everybody on temple uh they shot 33 percent from the foul line which ultimately is what cost them pepe was completely off in the second half and fouled out before the end of the game uh quincy wadley was scoreless in the second half lamont barnes and kevin lied couldn't do anything uh they only had eight points combined carter was the only bright spot he had 27 
And what sucks the most about this game, obviously I was there, but the path was laid out for them perfectly to go to to the final four. So they would have had to the toughest game they probably would have had was the next round versus Oklahoma State. Um but then they would have had Florida who knocked off Duke and Temple always played well against Florida. It was one of those teams back then that they always, always played well against. Then they would have had the eighth seed, uh, North Carolina in the Final Four, and then they, if they would have beat them, they would have played Michigan State, another team they always played well against in the the final. So, still, it, it stings. And to me, this was like one of the the it was this was a wasted chance. And we talk a lot about what ifs and whatnot, but this was like the ultimate. Like this was Cheney's best shot. Like I I feel this team, the way the bracket was laid out was better aligned for them to get to the final four than the 87 88 team which was ranked number one going into the tournament it's just uh, I, I don't want to get into a temple rant because i have my feelings about what the organ or the the university is doing i'm not happy with it and they just so it's just like a, a a snowball effect of, of things that they've done. But like, this was like an everyday thing. Like we had that four year run when I was in school where we went to two elite eights. They were consistently one of the best teams in the country and couldn't have nothing to show for it. But again, on this day, back in 2000, the, the temple owls lost the Seton hall 67, 65 in overtime ending what should have been a final four run up in Buffalo and I'll never forget having to stay in Buffalo and wait for our flight. But go have yourselves a Sunday. Hopefully your bracket is not busted. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.